0: the bar is a podcast for dance studio owners by dance studio owners every week we seek to unpack what is happening in our lives our businesses our hearts and our minds sometimes we take a serious time other weeks not so much either way we hope you feel encouraged supported motivated, and uplifted by simply knowing you are not alone. Join us at The Bar. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Bar. This week, I am joined by my friend, Tina, who we've just had a little chat. We've been chatting online for a long time, and I think um, we, well, I know that we have the same values, and that's kind of what attracted us to each other and how we've connected online, but lovely to see you. How are you Miss Tina? I'm fabulous. It's lovely to see you too. It's nice to, yeah, and I love your artwork. We've both got artwork. If um, you're not listening to the podcast, we've both got artwork in our background, so I thought that was pretty cute as well, and pink. So there you go.
1: everything's pink here. This one here is one of my dance mums, so she doesn't pay for classes, but she gives me some artwork, so that works out
0: well. Oh, I like that. Well, mine are all Gretsch originals of various ages I've yeah I love I love art um so we are this is part of our center stage series so it's the at the bar podcast but I'm doing a series at the moment called center stage where I'm bringing dance studio owners to the center of the stage who and and dance studio owners who have a little bit of a side hustle or two um and you've got a few (laughs) like me I feel like you've got got a lot of things happening but before we get to that let's talk about you a little bit more so um what is a way that you like to just chill out i'm not i'm not about like always working i'm very much about advocating for us to just make sure that we are filling our cup so how do you do that
1: Yeah, that's really important and I think it's been about 20 years because relax was then I'm wasting time um, Mm. and I always needed to do something and even reading. I I got into reading to relax me but that even ended up in being anatomy books or studying so I didn't feel guilty that I was just wasting time reading nothing. Um, So now with my children, they're old enough to do games. So I I, I hated games but we did uh, video games, so Mario and Animal Crossing. At the moment, I can spend (laughs) money on things that aren't real money and I'm on that for about an hour with them. And it's really, it it has helped, especially from COVID. I started that with them during the day and it's made a huge difference and I really can say I've relaxed now. Before it was like a a structured relax but um, to feel better. But this is good
0: now. I love that because um, just yesterday, actually, I'd been out with um, my oldest girl, Alana. We were out shopping. Um, And then I came home and my husband, Brian, and Liam were just chilling on the couch playing the Xbox. And I have to say, Tina, a little part of me was a bit jealous because I'm not very good at that. And I I have learned, like you, I've learned guilt-free relaxation time. It does, does, you know, exist. Um, But I was kind of a little bit resentful like oh my gosh you can just chill out for an hour and then I was like what a wonderful like they were completely present with each other like yep and what they were doing nothing else mattered nothing else mattered. (laughs) Um, and I you know that was great so I, I love that and I hear you about the reading um I often have four books on the go depending on my mood and one might be a little bit more um towards the professional side and I'm interested in everything. So when I want to know more, I just get a book, you know, I'm like, well, I can learn. Um, So there's always one of those on the go. But, um, yeah, and cookbooks. I love to read cookbooks. It's like the lazy way to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good for the diet too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And what about a motto you live by? Um, Yeah, forgive and
1: forget. Um, That's one that I'm really, um, especially in my past, it's really hard to do and the movies will teach you to forgive but don't forget. And so mm. I'd like to teach my children and my dances that, but also a little add-on to that one with mm. Don't Be a Doormat. Mm. so really important to to not be walked over and to be okay to let things go um or Mm. say goodbye to some things um that doesn't mean that you're yeah you're excusing some things but to really get it out of your brain so definitely that one yeah
0: that's that's really powerful because um i think a lot of us forget about Forgiveness being for us as well as much as we say, oh, we forgive the other person, right? We forgive and forget the other person. But um, when you learn that by for- granting someone forgiveness that you're actually setting yourself free from, from being yes. bound, um, then it is super powerful. The forget part is as hard. Like both are hard, right? Nothing's, That's right. Nothing that powerful is easy. Yeah. Oh, no, that's it. Absolutely. Lifelong of forgetting
1: as well. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it yeah. just depends. There's different gauges obviously of how mm. you're going to forgive and forget and to what degree and what you're of talking course. about. No, but, of course. Um,
0: yeah. It's no, a love, huge difference in life. I love that. And it has yes, definitely it would have absolutely made a huge difference in your life. And I mean, you know, we can't we can't do anything about the past apart from from learn from it or um, but we can do so much about our future and and look we've all got stories you know there's, there's so many layers to, to this and yeah. some are definitely more traumatic than others but certainly if COVID has taught us anything I think perhaps we are starting to learn not just with the small stuff quite as much yes. I certainly have found that you know it's like really in the scheme of things it's just Just let it go. (laughs) It's not even, yeah, 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 just let it actually go. All right, let's talk about, um, you know, what what Tina Sparks does. You've got, um, and I I won't put words into your mouth, but you've got your dance centre and a couple of other things on the go. So do you want to kind of just, for those who have not met you, just do a little summary and we'll go from there. (laughs)
1: A little summary, um, I, I judge, oh, yes. <laughs> I judge dancing, um, I've had my own cosmetic line for 15 years Wow! Um, and I sold that to mm-hmm. one of my little um, protégés who's not a little protégé anymore. Anymore, um, yep. No. A um, personal trainer, um, qualified in exercise science and um, now positive psychology and ministry. So they're very yes. random um, from a, a degree ballerina background to stunt performing and teaching love of teaching but yeah definitely and now they're all encompassing into one i'm wondering why i started all those things many years ago and going into massage and all that work and now i'm trying to ball it up and covid definitely has made it uh, a lot clearer
0: and the demand a lot more i guess as well absolutely Um, yeah and i think you know anything through service which is very much um i can see your heart has has one of service Um, nothing no information is ever wasted you never know when you're going to grab that small bit and and i'm like you know i'm, I'm a pilates instructor i well i say i am i'm a trained pilates instructor but i've not taught a class outside of the dance studio for such a long time i i'm sure joseph pilates would be most embarrassed with me um but you know all of these different different little things and and done study in leadership but it does tie together with a bow um, depending on who you're serving. And you've still got the dance studio. Talk, talk to me about that.
1: Yes, so it's the ninth year in the dance studio here um, in Harvey Bay, and that came out of um, doing the makeup workshops. So mm. the makeup workshops my love of makeup, I was trained by some amazing artists who, did, who were working with the Lord of the Rings and The Matrix and then they've taken me under their wing yeah. um, and trained me up. So I found a love of makeup and then yeah. I just started assisting dance studio owners, some of my friends first. Um, yeah. And then I loved chemistry. I loved all of that side. Yeah. And so we had our factory in Canada um, and then created uh, our own looks and our own lines. But then the main it fell in mainly to help dance studio owners teach their parents and students how to do that studio owners makeup look mm-hmm. and um, in a lot of the research it was found that um, the parent the studio owners just didn't want to hassle their parents mm-hmm. it's just another thing to put a burden on to the parents and they don't want to do that yeah. um, but what we found was that most of the parents well, nowadays are grandparents mm-hmm. um, they have shaky hands they can't see <laughs> uh, you say go to price Line back then with MKEL or whatever <laughs> chemist, get your blue, get your gold, and it's all sold out. So, yes. it's not creating stress, it yes. was a huge stressor. Yes. Um, and where you have spent hours as a dance teacher working on dance routines um, to make it wonderful, the last person they've seen is just their parent or that person putting on the makeup saying, sit still, or mm. I hate this, mm. or mm. this is mm. like it's a horrible experience, experience. beforehand. So yes, (laughs) so we were giving back the power to the parents how to just do an easy line um, and and giving basic tips, not making them a makeup artist, but um, also then being better with their, the the mental health wise for everyone all around and then overall the teachers were happier because a lot of schools have the same um, costume, they have the same hair, same stockings and your brightest part of your outfit is your makeup, and you wouldn't mm. want some of those pictures back with the lipsticks yeah. all different. And if you've yeah. got a child of colour, and then yeah, I love bright colours. I love pinks yeah. and greens. And but unless you're a really great trained makeup artist, that's not going to look great on off. everybody. Yes, yes. 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 <laughs> you're yeah, going to yeah. look punched and bruised. Yeah. So um, we did a makeup workshop back um, in my hometown. And um, then uh, I got a call from the studio owner to say that they're leaving and do I want to buy the studio? I said absolutely not and ended (laughs) the conversation. (laughs) Called her back an hour later and said let's talk. So um, at that time we had gone Um, through a lot of miscarriage and um, lots of things happened where we were. So I said to my husband, well, if we go back and we're going to have kids, his parents Mm -hmm. are in the bay, my Mm -hmm. parents are there, let's give it a go and if it doesn't work, my parents." does. So yeah. and nine later, we are here then yeah. <laughs> and we are, we're it's, at the
0: studio doing it. Yeah, and it's like a little sliding doors moment, isn't it? And I've had a few of those in my life, you know, um, and in fact I was the caretaker for my studio for one year before I bought it. It was very small, had had 30 students in it. And um, I got asked, you know, do I want to buy it? The, the owner was not coming back from Canberra, which is where her husband had been um, posted with the Air Force, and I was like, No, <laughs> no, I don't want to buy it. It's the last thing I just had Alana. You know, I in fact, I was sitting there um, listening to her talk while I was still feeding Alana, and I thought, No, 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 you're meant to be coming back. And yeah, similar to you, about an hour later, I rang her back, and I was like, All right, <laughs> let's have a let's chat. Let's talk, let's have a chat. And here we are. And look, I guess that means both of both you and me can say, We. We don't have the regret, you know. We've we've done it. We can always change our future. That's, I've, I've already mentioned that it's not. We're not locked in forever. But while it's good, it's good. So so that sparks dance center, isn't it? The, yes. the name of your studio yeah
1: yes and I'm so lucky my husband he's a sparky uh, he's oh. he is a sparky he's an electrician and yeah they all said did you choose your name like no but it's
0: cool I'll keep it thanks yes <laughs> I know I know I've mentioned to you how jealous I was of your very appropriate last name I mean mine was is Gretch, and I was like Ugh. and I remember when I got married I said to mum oh the kids are going to call me Mrs Grouch and she actually gave me some very good advice and she said no they're not unless you give them a reason to and I was like oh yeah. mic drop okay mum and guess what they <laughs> don't they just call me Miss Jane so okay. it's all good <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's true. so I mean a lot that you've got a lot of different things going on and we we also talk about um stage ready dancer but you've got a thread um I guess a philosophy that kind of intertwines all of those so talk me talk me through I guess your why behind your what definitely
1: the thread is just for safety of children uh, totally that's just uh, and and more so of being a studio owner knowing that we we try and do so much and the more studio owners I talk to, and I've been blessed to do the makeup workshops in hundreds of Australian ones, especially like the smallest little towns, 2J in Perth and Perth, yeah. everywhere where yeah. we go, is just that um, I'm not qualified. So if I talk about, there is lots for children. Um, There's a beautiful, with Jackie Scott, keep kids safe in dance. There is awareness now for uh, Mm. abuse in dance. Mm. But what about those children that aren't abused in dance, that are just Mm. abused, (laughs) that are are there, whether that's physically or mentally? And then a lot of the teachers just not knowing, um, I'm not qualified, what do I do? I don't even want to ask if the kids are, how are you today, guys? I don't want that answer. I'm 40 this year. My teachers growing up too, you would never tell your teacher you had your period. You would never tell them that you were having a bad day. That's a sign of weakness too and if you -hmm. you knew it, it it would be shut down straight away. Mm. So there's still a lot in the dance studio but um, to know that you are qualified and that Mm. studio owners are qualified to love and to Mm. listen and to learn and there's help. So... With my background, of, I was abused sexually, that's not through dance but mm-hmm. through growing growing up, mm. that um, there's a lot that a dance studio owner can do and there's yes. a lot a teacher can do um, that's just not spoken about. So there's... there's tons of different areas that you can go in this and that's a million different podcasts that you can do but one is just of reaching a dancer if you've got an elite dancer to their goals and um, just knowing things and it's just talking to the right people and that's what I'm trying to get out there now with the stage ready dancer that if um, there's great things like fit mind for kids there's great information for the studio owners to do in the classroom but when they go home then what mm. so i'm wanting this to be a place that dancers can go to when studio mm. owners can say um follow this page go to stage ready yes. dancer we've got police officers we've got physiotherapists we've got psychologists doctors a, a good team um, whereas if somebody does mention something to us or an, an yes. message um, and like i said i've been doing this now 20 years and i've mm. been blessed to just be given what I can handle at the time. And I've had yes. like three little kids at the beginning for many years and now I've got a whole book full of people I'm mentoring from I'd say maybe seven years of age with parent permission from um, from that age to now um, dancers that are on cruise ships and mm-hmm. are, uh, are stopped uh, or they're in their career. Um, but for dance studio owners to know that definitely to look out for things, like when yes. you haven't got flexibility, um, that's not always the sign, but uh, you've worked no. with someone for a very long time and they are not getting better in their flexibility. Mm. It's, uh, it can, can be simple like that. It could be just um, being yelled at at home. It could be at school, bullying psychology, like with the, the girls at school these days. They're
0: quite mean. Oh, um,
1: and girl, starting younger. You.
0: Yes. So, and, 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 and really caustic, Yeah.
1: Yes, and from um, four-year-olds. It's really scary on how young it's going um, Mm. and how how you can fix that. So for dance teachers to just... Um, Realise and for it to trigger, oh well, they're they're inflexible. Yeah. Could it be? It doesn't could mean it, it is, but no. could could this be? So instead of saying, uh, have you done your stretches today? Or mm. yes, I know for myself, I was very diligent. I could stretch all day, every day. I win the award for stretching, and back to just one. <laughs> mm. um, so it can be a lot in their fascia. It can be a mm. lot in their emotional. Yes. It can just be talking and teachers just need to show then maybe love if they go oh well i don't know but you know what you're doing a really good job have you looked after yourself today when's the last time you slept or just simple little questions um and then it often will lead to them if they've opened up that maybe down the track they'll be able to open up and then if they do for teachers not to be scared um and i think at the beginning it may be in a teacher's manual but Mm. if it can be regular for the studio owner they're in charge of their ship Mm. so when you've got a young teacher to be monitoring they might be great at the choreography we've got yes. to great at that and great at the style but the, the one or two kids that stay in the back and are comfortable to stay in the back you need to be monitoring every now and again how they're feeling how the class is being um yeah how, yeah. how everything is going but to talk to their maybe their head teachers too and there is help and information and i am putting bits and pieces yeah, on that side so. yeah as well um, for them, just to a checklist and just to be more aware.
0: That's all. Because um, thank you for sharing all of that. I, I actually got quite teary listening to you um, for lots of reasons, um, and there are some parallels. So um, my dad is was an Anglican minister, and he, in fact, was the whistleblower for sexual abuse in the Anglican Church here in Adelaide. So um, which was. Pretty gutsy because obviously it tested his faith and it, it really, um, yeah, there's a, there's a big story there. However, what we've learnt um, through that is that when you get to know the signs, they are very obvious. Um, and I don't try to judge anybody, but sometimes I see a child and I see things that I have seen in one of my family members and it, it evokes a response in me. So it's not about us becoming super sleuths or trying to save the world. It's just about having developing an awareness um, of sensitivity that there might be something underlying. And and you know it, it might not be any kind of abuse. It just might be something else. Um, and I loved that you touched on the teachers because just on maybe Saturday or, or sometime last week, one of my younger teachers commented about the posture of one of my students or her students, really, our students, about being quite rounded in the shoulders. And, you know, I'm really trying to yeah. uh, I keep wanting her to open up across the collarbone. And I know the student and I know um, that she's got, she's got some baggage to carry at the moment for a child her age. Um, and I said to her, you know, just be very sensitive about that, that. That rounded posture to me is very protective. I mean, it can also mean, Tina, that they're spending too long on their iPhone, can't it? I mean, this is the thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's just about having A, the awareness and going, could it be, And and not, I think when you shared like, oh, because I'm 40 uh, as well, so, you know, we were brought up in a very similar time, yeah, I know, life begins, Um, (laughs) about not not sharing and, and, you know, there would have been no there was no sensitivity towards that kind of like if a child was round-shouldered, it would have just kind of been pushed back and come on, girl, and with no regard to how that could have an emotional response or even why that posture is being, the body is holding itself in that way. Absolutely. And
1: there, there's a whole exciting side for teachers to find out about too. And um, Lisa Howe has some great things mm. on her ballet blog and the teacher courses that she does. But mm. um, also like with our, there's our nervous system, there's the yeah. circulatory system and the fascia system. Those three, uh, if you just stripped away, everything else would be the outline of our body. Like nothing else, our cartilage no, because blood supply doesn't get there. So yeah, it's attached, and the fascia just isn't around our muscles. It's in everything, yeah. Um, And the way that we eat, and um, if our if we are very emotionally affected by something, Mm. some people can be abused, and they are the most flexible. And it goes the other way, and it doesn't come out that way. Sure. Um, But definitely pulling back or doing the stretches won't actually fix it because no. the fascia, nervous system, everything is entwined. You, you can keep working towards it, but if you keep pushing that way, then the dance will end up with frustrations and hate to dance mm. as well. And while they're in your class, that's the safest place they can be. If you're a good teacher and you are caring and they are happy in the back and they are slumped and in a terrible posture that just does my little OCD head in the valley posture too, then... They are there and you are giving them a smile and they can hear what you're saying. They know they need to sit up. They've got the mirror. They know what they look like. The fact that if some of them are just at least holding their hands up is a huge Mm. thing to open your chest and and give Mm. yourself absolutely so yeah just it's not on a teacher's radar all the time no. and even with my background it's not always there too and I will I purposely have a sign and I think teachers should all have a sign next to their computer where they go back to hit pause for that breath we don't just have a breath mine is love is forgiving and love is kind and I'm like okay yeah. well, I better be forgiving and I better be kind yes and then turn around and it's not And with COVID too, with a a lot of my dancers that are young anyway, they're not going to have a career in dance. I'm going to teach them like that. If they were going to swimming, I would still teach them like they were going to the Olympics. Yeah, and you teach them well, but um, yeah, in an unregulated industry like we are now too, that means we don't have a lot of help. And I think mm. that's a big conversation that we need to have. If we're teaching children, we shouldn't have the choice that we're regulated or not. No, if scooters and soccer hobby ones can be yeah. <laughs> regulated, we can, yeah. and then we can get more help. So I think that's a big discussion that needs to happen.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. That
1: might, too, um, yeah, os- no, I agree. Is-
0: and I hope it does in in our lifetime change like that is is hard but not impossible and needed because if we keep coming back to the why we keep stripping it away is we are here for children, and dance is the reason you know dance is like the 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 conduit you know, and yes, we might make some dances um, but we might not, but what we will do is make or break some children in some, some regards or even just be that third place. It's very much my philosophy is um, for some children, dance is the third place and that is home is the first, school is the second, and we are the third. And I know because of the way we train, you know, that children stay with us from four um, and, uh, you know, go go for, for many years through that. We have this unique opportunity to be other person that trusted advisor and I know sometimes I do feel like it's above my pay rate when children tell me things Um, but a lot of the time it then just becomes a collaboration with a parent you know it's just they need me to start that conversation because I'm safe and I'm and I have been kind to them and I have installed that culture of whatever you know whatever happens I've got you you know I'm, I'm here I'm standing beside you and yeah that's we're dancing it. at the time but at the end of the day um, and this kind of stuff saves lives Tina.
1: It does and I know it does and that's one thing um, I got asked this recently and one of the awards questions from there but yeah. I know that I've saved some people's life the letters that I've no, had now that they're yeah. grown adults and you're like this That's why I do it. (laughs) They go, why do you, you can't change the world. I'm like, no, 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 but I might be able to save one little one. But dance teachers, we do have, it's a fun, Fun little phenomenon, actually. It's a uh, the personal space bubble. When I started massage, and I started when I was eighteen, and I, I laid my hands first on it. And I'm just thinking about where everything is, and this yeah, is right. my first client. <laughs> and then she's telling me she's going to get a divorce, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. So you hear that hairdressers and nail mm-hmm. artists and massage therapists they start to be psychologists. And when mm-hmm. dance teachers go, Oh, it, it, I just don't know what to do. I, it's above my pay grade. This is all happening because the moment we correct a student we touch them mm. so we do and animals have the personal space bubble it is a yeah. phenomenon that's an issue we have the four layers and you can go into that and research yourself if you're a lover of learning um, but the moment you break that yeah. that whether you realize it or not you and that child have created that first connection yeah. and um then to understand that the more that you have that child from the age of four up or that you've helped them reach a stretch goal or you've helped them get in, uh, into a competition, you create them the emotional attachment mm. as well as that personal space bubble. But if a child leaves you for whatever reason it is, that they just had a better friend at another school or <laughs> they, you can know as a dance teacher, you're not just this crazy emotional teacher where they go, oh, you mm. just love your arts and you're too creative and you're too attached. It's not, we have made that attachment it's yeah physically scientifically really there and then yeah. you can heal as a dance teacher to know you know what if they came back again I would do it again the same but I created that because of the closeness that we had and it's as little as a little touch that instant mm. and then that child might be open to at least telling you no I had a bad day um, yeah. yeah and you can you can go oh, oh well really or well, now what do I say I said well this class is going to lift you up and if you yes. ever need anything let me know then yes. keep going And they know you've opened it now may not be the time in the middle of the class I definitely. have had that before where yes. it is <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you run with it and go yes. with it and you can switch it around um but yeah that that's something exciting for dance teachers to know too we're not just all crazy and emotional about it we might be
0: a little bit but yeah. that's oh, we'll why we're like doing that. this yeah yeah definitely crazy <laughs> definitely crazy um but yeah it keep keep going i love it i could just i could just listen and and when you're talking i'm actually picturing my studio i'm picturing my students and i hope our listeners are as well and i'm picturing past i guess interactions with them and um, you know i think just by opening up conversations like quite often i will say to my my kids you know tell me with your thumbs how your day's been you know this is great um, you know two thumbs up is great two kind of on the side is all right two down is not so Great. Right. So, um, and I do that when they're lined up on the bar so they're all facing me and they can't see what anybody else's um, answer is. And I love that one because it's nonverbal. They don't actually have to say anything, but they can still show me. And then I, I kind of gauge my class from that. You know, if I've got a lot of thumbs down, then that is not the day to be nitpicking about the rond de laire. Is it? You know, it's like, okay my work here, my class plan has just changed. We are not going to be too technical today and make sure I get them feeling good, you know, in a, in a positive space and then kind of ask them at the end, How, how's things now? I don't, I'm not going to pretend that everything's going to change in a 90-minute class. But just by taking moments, you know, if, if teachers can take moments, just to kind of check the pulse, so to speak, of of where their kids are at, I think that could change The way we teach. It certainly has for me as I've matured. Like, I think that's just as I've got older, you know, I've just become, whereas before I was very focused on what I was there to do. Like, as a beginning teacher, I was there to teach dance, and that's what I did.
1: (laughs) So, yes. And I think, well, teachers too, they've got that pressure if you're not the studio owner teaching your own class and you've got that when I was going into a class and teaching for many different studios then you would find out where you want to stay so that would be good advice for teachers to go to because then you know in that hour 90 minutes I've got to get that content out they've got their exam coming up I I have to do this I don't care about I care about your feelings but I've got the pressure and if I want my paycheck I've got to get this done and you've got to pass well so but you can be human then too and then um saying things like that is great i love the thumbs Mm. up one that's that's wonderful and then yeah a teacher can just say at the beginning if your day is really bad um well this class is going to uplift you and if you're having a great day yeah it's going to be even better but then follow through (laughs) (laughs) follow through because (laughs) they will (laughs) no they'll remember that and like you said Mm. too most of them that don't want um don't want a career in dance but they do want to be taught well um but they want to be love too and with COVID there is more relaxed I I think you can Mm. still teach a very good class with good content and like Mm. you said not not nitpicking so much and having a radar on Mm. and then not having to be a detective and know well well, who is but there is scary statistics if you've got one in five that's at your studio so even if you've got 50 kids and you say best case five or even better case one do you know who that one is Mm. I don't know um, mm. So you've got to treat them all as if they can hide it very well, some of the mm. most outgoing, um, the ones that want to be to the more classes, uh, want to do everything. They, I know I did. I wanted to be at the studio. I love that all I didn't time. have to talk. It was that quiet time, um, not good about talking about things. So you can have a really shy kid or just they're very outgoing. They love performing, but the one that's always asking for help. So there's lots Mm. of just little signs to just Mm. come back into your office or for a teacher to have on here um, that's coded in a way just for Mm. teachers because we get so set in that hour. Um, yes. Just to re- yes. recap, when you're in that mode and you're not fixing something or you'll lose lots of students and then you'll mm. go, why am I, is it my, not my retention? Am I not advertising mm. enough? No. Yes. So whoever yeah. you've got in your studio now, that's your amazing little no- your tribe. That's yes. And whether you've got 20, that's amazing. If you've got 20 little kids, that's 20 lives that you can change. Yes. 20, that's going to be an amazing something in their life and then reach out to 10 more of their people and, it's a, a big, mm. big knock-on effect that you can yeah. make a huge
0: difference. <laughs> yeah, and definitely um, uh, I now, I don't teach the really little ones anymore, but I used to, I remember there was one very defining day for me where I looked down and instead of seeing, um, and it sounds, I'm a bit embarrassed that I'm going to share this because it's, it's going to sound silly, but I'm going to do it anyway. But instead of seeing these little girls in blue leotards and blue skirts skipping in a circle, I actually just saw like cartoon hearts with legs. And I know this sounds really silly, but like it was just this thing that I saw. It was just like a little bit of a vision. Like these are are little dancers, yes, but these are hearts. These are like they've all got this heart inside them skipping in this circle. And I was like, and not only is this a life, this is a, you know, a wonderfully perfect child, but this is somebody's, like, I think I had become a mother by this stage. And so I had to <laughs> begin to learn that there is that love that you just don't know about, um, you know. And, and so I, I definitely softened. I was never harsh, but I definitely softened that day, right there in that moment to just be like, okay these little hearts and, and you know, I guess is it the, the psychologist or maybe the psychiatrist's um, code of conduct, one of them has, you know, first do no harm and, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I think that is, is just so concise. I think we should all have that at our number one point, <laughs> like regardless of what we do. First do no harm yes. and then second, you know, love more or, or, or whatever your philosophy is.
1: And understanding that do no harm because it's so easy to go. Well, yeah, I, I don't, I don't sexually abuse my kids. I know my teachers mm. don't. We don't hit them. Mm. Um, we're strict, but. And that's a very fine line, that strictness of, mm. um, of how you are teaching when you are strict yeah. um, and ha- your delivery the second. Mm. So um, you can be a strict teacher and someone hearing you next door might go, oh, my gosh, but mm. you're, you're smiling with the kids, yes. and you're giving them a wink and they're giving a wink yes. back and yes. they know and they mm. is that mm. different. I've been t- taught in when I was in Germany by Russian teachers and I know I got beaten. <laughs> There's a difference between a beat or a cigarette out on you to stand straight or the loving kind with the, just the knocking of the cane and then the wind yeah. going past. And you're like, okay, I have okay. got fear but, <laughs> but yeah. how things are driven and there's still that love. So that wasn't even good back then but <laughs> definitely yeah. and words and delivery is, yeah, mm. that's a, a huge one. That's what we found a lot in the makeup. I think too is right. just knowing and talking to um, Parents understanding too, a big thing after doing makeup with maybe a studio for seven years yeah. from day one then through the teachers going just their mental health, they wouldn't have said mental health to me, nice. but just saying that how they feel um, and how the studio is afterwards is so important and it's made yeah. a huge difference because a lot of parents didn't even know they'd say, oh, you look so beautiful and look how gorgeous you are. And we've got 10-year-olds here that won't take their hair off their face because they think they're ugly without mm. makeup on, mm. that they're only telling the child that they're good. You already know they're beautiful but you mm. only really emphasize it when they've got yeah. their makeup and they're ready to go on stage you look gorgeous or how lovely you are and they said yeah there was a big difference of parents waking up in the morning before they went to school now just saying you look so gorgeous and yeah. it was just the flow on that's yeah delivery and thinking about things differently and talking yeah. about messaging and students then understanding at the workshops um, that makeup is just uh, so you can see them on stage, mm, and it's mm. to enhance their features, and they don't need it to look pretty. Um, nice. In fact, if you do a good stage makeup, that can look quite ugly. Yes. So
0: <laughs> you do look something. a bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bit full on up close. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, empowering kids then, and empowering the parents and the students, and creating a whole. So that's everything in a little nutshell of how mm. we we're, we're trying yeah. to tie everything back yeah. in. You've That's definitely,
0: definitely, um, yeah, connect, connected it all and um, it really speaks to me. And the work, I think we do need, well, I know, I, I know we need an advocate in this area and so um, thank you for the work that you're doing and I'm, I'm so excited to, I know your Stage Ready dancer website's not quite finished yet but I'm, I'm so excited to see that come um, to life, and I'll definitely be sharing it with with my tribe and and the people that I work with, because there is a gap and there is information we we need to know that there's somewhere we can go if where something's feeling not right, or even just you know to to get a little bit of knowledge and then to to get into the studio and and use it. But where do you start to look? So um,
1: yes.
0: And for studio owners too,
1: I think it's great and your tribe is amazing. I think that's and I've deleted out of everything else at the moment <laughs> because it's so, it's just, it gets things done and the, yeah. the teachers and studio owners in there too, um, they're not threatened. No. Um, it, it, they know that, yes, you learn and then now you become the teacher. Yeah. So I like with my dancers or whoever I'm mentoring from afar or now even more so on Zoom yeah. and Zoom I've gotten better with on my calls is that we heal them and then we teach them to be teachers and and then for the children to go out and to be better teachers for life Mm. and for studio owners to keep on connecting because we we don't like to ask for help we do like to think we can do it all on our own it is that still that weakness if we are asking for help or threatened if if someone Mm -hmm. else is doing something why didn't I think of that or you can do it and we need more people to do it and you need more things popping up like this and um, we need more studios popping up hopefully not next Mm -hmm. door we don't like that if they're right on our doorstep but if that happens (laughs) we are still different like you can still you can still work and you can still communicate and um yeah so that's why the tribe then is so great too because i find uh, everybody is there and uh, Mm. covid then it's wonderful that it's brought it together because Mm. we probably we've had it already but then the more connections and we need more help and we need to know yeah where to start what what can we do for the kids and yeah yeah, and you are qualified to listen to love and then to lead and not to be afraid don't be be afraid afraid at all because the children will open up to you more than the, the doctors and psychologists first. Absolutely. But then you can be the doorway. And if somebody right. does, then open up and you're scared what to do. If, they're, if you need to report it, you do. But then if you can talk to the parents, you'll talk to the parents and yep. you'll guide and say, I'll go with you or I'll be yes. there with you or whatever yes. you need, oh, I'm there. If you're that kind of person. And if not, mm. then try and find somebody in who, who, is. Mm. who is and can do it and you can still lead them to that person. Yep. But you know, we need that track and that like you said that gap is going to close and um through this oz dance has been great especially mm, queensland good. so we're talking yes. with oz dance and um we're talking with kids keep kids safe in dance and now the royal Commission. yeah and even though we don't have a governing body they said we can still do things because there's law great. in victoria um, but there's only guidelines everywhere else and mm, that's yeah. in but um,
0: yeah, I think there's change and it's happening. Yeah, it is, it is. Well, thank you for for being um, you know the the catalyst for that or, or part of being the catalyst for that. Um, let people know where they can connect with you, Tina. What's the best way?
1: instagram or facebook it's always there that message i will always get and i always answer it within 24 hours even if it's i've i've seen it now and i'll say <laughs> yeah. that i won't just leave the scene I'll yeah. say, thank you so much and i will get back to you or here's my number
0: if it's emergency
1: yeah <laughs>
0: perfectly all right and i will put um in the show notes as well to the podcast i'll put all of your links there as well so thank you again that's been just wonderful i really appreciate the chat thank you <laughs>
1: for listening to at the bar with jane and mel we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast we would love for you to leave us a rating or review on apple Podcasts. let us know what you think what topics you'd love us to cover or any feedback you'd like to pass along you can reach out to us both via the dance studio success with jane gretch facebook page send us an inbox we'd love to hear from you Thanks for listening, and we hope that our podcast helps you as you navigate the highs and lows of dance studio ownership. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production.